this. So, um, well, I'll go ahead and just kind of kind of start off. So I'm here um, with Maria Myers, um, and Maria is the director of the Innovation Center at UMKC. Um, and then also the founder of uh, U.S. SourceLink. Uh, U.S. SourceLink is an organization that really seeks to create um, entrepreneurial ecosystems and communities. They work uh, in different places around the country. Um, and so, Maria, if I got that right, that's just a little bit about what you're up to. Um, if you wouldn't mind just start off just sharing a little bit about yourself personally and, and your organizations as, as you see them. Okay, sure. Well, I work with um, um, lots of entrepreneurs, and I love working with passionate people. And I uh, love finding people the resources that they need to move to the next step. So that's what gets me excited. And I love helping people find a job or build a new job or help other people get jobs. So entrepreneurship is a really great place to be. And uh, I do run the UMKC Innovation Center. And within the Innovation Center, we have a number of programs that support people who want to start or grow businesses. We have our Small Business and Technology Development Center, um, our Procurement Technical Assistance Center, which helps people get large government grants. We have a program called Whiteboard to Boardroom that helps transfer technology from research institutions out into the marketplace. We have Digital Sandbox KC, which is a proof of concept center for early stage digital products. And then we have our whole suite of uh, source links, US source link, which is the large umbrella for R20 four or five different source links across the country, including Alaska source link and Arkansas source link and uh, Dallas source link and they go on. And um, Missouri source link is here and also Casey source link, which is our um, flagship uh, initiative that started in 2003 to connect entrepreneurs to the resources that they needed to grow here. And that later grew into US source link. Okay. Sounds sounds great, and can you tell me a little bit, Maria, about you know your personal background? Um, you know, before there was a, a U.S. Source Link or your work with the Innovation Center, what what would you say were kind of some key experiences in your life that directed you in this way to help create these ecosystems and help these these startups? We um, well, my background is um, after I got out of school, working in with computers and um, building out new programs for a lot of different companies, including Bankers Life, Nebraska, which was part of, um, I think it's Ameritrust now, and Westinghouse and um, ABB, and really doing a lot of system integration projects um, and programming a lot of different things. And back then we programmed um, things like invoicing systems. Um, also, when I worked for Westinghouse, I got the opportunity to um, lay broadband, some of the first broadband cable that was out there throughout a uh, factory, and we automated a factory, and so that was fun. Um, I moved from doing that into working for Digital Equipment Corporation, and we um, I actually ran a four-state region of sales support people and consultants that helped people grow their businesses through programming and system integration. And um, then I ended up working at um, Union Station here in Kansas City, and we helped build the rebuild of the station back in uh, the 90s, um, taking it from a derelict train station to Science City and um, an active new building, practically. So I spent time working on that project as, 
as well. And then after that, it was Birch Telecom and um, startups like uh, Nature Technology, where we did DNA. Uh, we manufactured DNA and did um, gene therapy drug research. So that was kind of fun. And then I ended up coming over here to do KC SourceLink. And I think in um, my past um, lives, being a project manager and building new things all the time, I, I really enjoy that. But also I spent, um, had a number of periods of time where I was laying people off um, because there was a downturn in manufacturing or a downturn in the computer industry. And so that's probably when I really picked up on wanting to help grow things that created jobs. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Sounds, sounds good. Thanks. Um, and, you know, one thing kind of speaking, not just to U.S. SourceLink, but um, a lot of the organizations you've worked with, like I said, what I'm, I'm looking at a kind of a buzzword right now in, in a lot of the literature we look at is social entrepreneurship or, or a social venture. And I wonder if, if you wouldn't mind giving us your thoughts in terms of, you know, what would you say distinguishes a social venture or social entrepreneurship from traditional entrepreneurship? Well, you know, it's it's interesting because probably at one point in time they were completely different where a social entrepreneur was um, working on a cause and generally found in the, um, the nonprofit space, maybe more so than the for-profit space. But I think these days we're finding a lot of companies with that triple bottom line that not only are working on building a profit base, but also giving back to the community as well. So um, I think they're probably coming a bit closer together than when the definition was first out there. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So kind of some blurring of the lines there. Mm -hmm. And would you say that that triple bottom line, and I've, I've heard that before and kind of the terms that go into it, would you say that's a pretty commonly accepted definition now across startups or is that something they're still kind of fleshing out? What does that look like kind of in the, in the real world with the startups you've worked with? Well, you know, I think in a startup situation, very often what you're concentrating on is getting your business up and running. And so that first revenue, those first revenues, that first product development, that's all very important and where most people spend their time and energy. And as a company grows, then they might um, become more sophisticated about what they're doing um, on the triple side of the bottom line. But you also see startups that are coming online because they want the world to be more green. And this is a way to help make that happen. So not only are they generating profits, but they're actually making the world a better place at the same time. Okay. Okay. Sounds, sounds great. And then kind of speaking to those organizations, Maria, with uh, U.S. SourceLink, are, are you all working specifically with for-profits or do you have some, non or and even with the Innovation Center, do you all have some nonprofit organizations that come through looking for assistance as well? Well, through KC SourceLink, we have a number of organizations in that network. Actually, there are about 215 of those organizations here in the Kansas City region that support um, small business development. And some of those are specifically geared towards supporting the nonprofit um, organization as well. So we can refer you to a number of organizations that are here to support the development of nonprofits. Okay. Okay. And is, is if you don't mind my asking, is U.S. SourceLink itself, is it is it a for-profit or a nonprofit organization? U.S. SourceLink is actually a program of the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Okay. So, university program. Okay. So, under, under the nonprofit umbrella. 
great. Um, let's see. So, you know, one thing when I when I chat with entrepreneurs, there's always a, a story of kind of a setback or, or something like that along the way. So I wonder if you have something that, you know, pops into mind, whether it was with U.S. SourceLink or just in, in, in working to formulate an entrepreneurial ecosystem here in, in Kansas City. You know, if you can kind of think to a, a setback or something that just uh, caused you to have to rethink things along the way. Well, you know, I think everybody got affected by the recession of 2009, and we certainly saw that in our network, um, both the bad side and the good side. I mean, the bad side was that we had a number of organizations in our network that um, that ceased to exist because their back-end funding ceased to exist. And we spent some time working within Kansas City to bring some of those resources back into um, the community. So we experienced that. And with US SourceLink, um, we experienced a year of um, not as much growth as we had been experiencing because people didn't have the funding to do things as well. Um, so like any organization, you really take a look at what's your core business and what can you do best and most effectively, and you move forward to make that happen. And so I think that that was something that we experienced with US SourceLink. But on the back side of it is that for the work that we do in entrepreneurship, the recession really pointed out to the entire world the importance of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So it's I'd like to say at this point, you know, We've been in an entrepreneurship since um, when it wasn't cool, and now it's cool. It's a cool place to be. Right, right. So, um, but we all had to go through a pretty hard, uh, hard spot there to get to that point. Okay, great. Yeah, always, always fun when we can get in on the ground floor of something and and kind of go with it as it grows. Definitely. Right. Right. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Yes. And and so coming back to this this idea of social entrepreneurship, we talked about businesses with you know the triple bottom line. So for businesses that come to you that you know you really stick out in your mind as having a strong interest in that, what would you mm -hmm. say are the unique challenges that they would face of really wanting to make a social element a central part of their mission? Well, I think um, eventually they're going to have to. Some, sometimes they're going to come across a decision. Do I do what's best for the world or what's best for, you know, the the profit base of, of my bottom line? And that's just is going to happen. So it's probably a constant balance to uh, to keep that thought forward in what you do. Although some people have products that are, you know, water purifiers that can certainly help the developed world and that's primarily what they do and so their business is about making the world a better place okay okay and have you seen any consistent ways that they would measure their social impact on the on the community right that they would measure their community impact what does, yeah. what does that look like well you know i think that um they they measure their impact depending on what their the particular mission is and so if you're trying to get um, purified water in developing countries, that's one thing that you would measure. But if you're one of our local nonprofits that support the growth of entrepreneurship, for example, um, they count you know, how many new businesses did they get started and what jobs are being created and things like that. So I think the measures are gonna come based on what industry you're in and what your business model is. Okay, okay, perfect. Um, and there was, let me, there was a question, I kind of a follow-up question I had on that. Um, I lost track of it. Do you see, what are the unique advantages that you see these businesses having when they try to make that a central piece of their mission? I think we just talked about some of the challenges. Are there special advantages that they might have over their competition, for example? Well, I think that in, um, in some cases, 
your brand is who you are and your brand essence is very much a piece of that. And, and so if the at, if at the basis of what you do is something that's good for the community, um, it's probably it, it can help position your brand better within the community and ha and you end up with more people um, interested in what you're doing. Okay. okay. And therefore perhaps more sales or more reach. Okay, got it. So kind of a, a branding element that they can they can tie in. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Um, well, Maria, those are really the main questions that I had. You pretty well gotten at the major points that I was was looking for here. So, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, love Union Station. Thank you very much for all the yeah, all the work okay, there. <laughs> I, the only other thing I would just kind of leave you with, you know, like, like I said, I am going to be interviewing directly a lot of these these businesses. So I wanted to kind of chat with you just to get an overall picture of kind of how you see it, knowing that you've worked with a lot of organizations. Are there mm -hmm. any other questions that, that you would recommend? You know, that you see specifically social businesses struggling with issues that you think I, I might want to highlight that you didn't hear me um, picking on here. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, it might be interesting, especially if you're talking to the leaders of those organizations, a lot of people will start the organization because of a true passion that they have. And it'd be interesting to find out, you know, did they run into a situation where they were willing to give things away um, because they were so passionate about it, as opposed to, you know, watching the um, watching your revenue stream, for instance. So I think it's that balance between that passion and the the dollar that would be an interesting conversation. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And then do you see, you know, I, I definitely see kind of a, some kind of a distinction forming sometimes where, you know, there are businesses that they have some kind of a social purpose at the center of their mission. And then there are other businesses where it's like, well, we're doing this thing, but we're kind of using this business as a tool to reach a separate social mission. Is that something that you see happening quite a bit with, with organizations you're working with too? Yeah, the, the other thing that you see is that as, as businesses get more established, you'll see more philanthropic um, attributes mm -hmm. about them. And so you can have a business that, um, you know, makes a lot of money doing good things, but you wouldn't think of it maybe as social entrepreneurship, you know, selling some sort of widget or something. Sure. But they turn around and as they become more profitable, they'll give those profits back to the community or they'll give time back to the community. And so that's an area that um, you won't see that as much in a very young company because they're still trying to get their processes um, figured out. But once they become more profitable and more established and larger, you'll often see that happen. And a lot of our community depends on those businesses giving back like that. Okay. Okay. And do you see any consistent ways that those large organizations are branding that impact or does it vary across organizations? It probably um, varies. You know, we've got some organizations that are doing it very quietly and then you have other organizations that are doing it, you know, very, very strongly and using it as a marketing technique for them. Um, so it, it just depends on who's at the, who's leading the organization. Okay. Okay, sounds perfect. Well, Maria, like I said, that's everything I have. So, um, okay. any other last thoughts <laughs> in terms of no, fresh no, no. Let me um, love to see what you come back with. Yeah, no, I, I will keep in touch. And actually, I work quite a bit. Um, I'm sure you do. You know, Dr. Rents over. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah, I work with him, and then yeah. well, I work actually with Scott Helm and then Brent Never. Um, okay. It's kind of under okay. him, but so I'm over yeah. there quite a bit. Are you over at the Innovation Center fairly often, or? Yeah, I'm at 4747 Truth. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, um, where the Center for Nonprofit Leadership is over here, and I see David Wren's running through every once in a while, but that's where our offices are. Okay, 
And then I'm over at the block school once in a while too. But so maybe we'll run into each other. If you ever get over here, drop by. I was going to say, I'll swing by and say hi. And then that way you can actually see me. I, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. camera malfunction well, kind of messed yeah. that up. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I will definitely swing by and say howdy. I'm over there on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And um, we're oh. actually doing some work around. They're doing a social entrepreneurship conference in May. So I'm working with those guys on that. Oh, so right. yeah, right. yeah. So yeah. I'll be able to kind yeah. of tell you the, the beginnings of it at that. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Be great. Perfect. Well, well thanks again, Maria. Have, okay, have a good sure. rest of the day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.